My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. are saying oh yeah when you're finals mvp you are not the best player on the planet to me that makes no sense whatsoever i don't care if it's a week two four six seven eight who do we appreciate lebron james that's who y'all gotta start start appreciating and you gotta stop disrespecting this man stop disrespecting him stop it ladies and gentlemen welcome to the profit tanks podcast it is your boy pride what it do, baby, as the children say, in the streets, we got a packed show for y'all today. CJ McCollum is returning to New Orleans. What does that mean for them next year? We're going to talk about that. The all-due disrespect moment of the day. I got a twist for y'all. I'll save it for the end, but it's the last person you would expect. But let's start off with the OM3 Raiders. What a time to be alive. After having a great offseason, right, they brought in Josh McDaniels, which everyone said was supposed to put them over the hump, you know. He's a great coach and all this, and all this stuff. They, get, they go and get Devontae Adams. They did all that to be 0-3. Is Josh McDaniels on the hot seat already? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of the pays that he's drawn up has been quite silly. Um, every time you see him kind of talking over to the sideline, no one's really paying attention to him. He's just there. But the concerning thing for me, it's, there's a lot of really concerning things for me, but Derek Carr has not looked good. I'm not even trying to be funny. My guy Seven for the for the three three games. So we're already three games in. Seven to three for um seven three completions, one hundred twenty two attempts. That's about sixty percent. Five uh six touchdowns to four interceptions. I think one game he had like two or three. It was ugly. Eight hundred fifty yards. If you look over to the receiving, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. 17 receptions for 189 yards. They are not targeting Devontae Adams for whatever reason. And if you thought it was bad for him, Hunter Renfro is at 10 receptions for 80 yards. So that's quite interesting to say the least. But maybe it's because they decided to run the ball more. I mean, that's a possibility, right? possibility that you know till you realize no right a majority of their first downs come through the air uh in terms of their rushing yards they only have 240 uh compared to all their opponents that again that that's really not much if you look over um to the touchdowns they have zero rushing touchdowns this year i don't know what's going on with them 
But I, I, I think I think it has a lot to do, yes, with Josh McDaniels because it's just why are you ignoring Devontae? It almost gives off that kind of vibe. But also, Derek Carr, come on, brother. There are some passes that he's now trying to force. Stop. What are you doing? Again, this is a team people thought was going to be in the playoffs, and I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. I, I was one of the people that thought, yep, this team got it. They got Derek Carr, who I still think is still an elite quarterback. Combine that with Darren Waller, an elite tight end. And then at the wide receiver tandem, you got a vicious one-two in Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams. The Raiders should not be 0-3. I, let me, I just want to make sure we get that out the way. The Raiders should not be 0-3. They had a winnable game against the Titans that they kind of sold out on. Lost to the Cardinals. A game that they that they were controlling for the most part. People forget Arizona did not score the first point until the third quarter. They were being going into the half, they had zero points. They had zero points going into the half. That should have been a win. Especially when you consider that it was 20 to, to, to nothing going into the half. The Raiders were up 20 nothing. So you look at all that, and it's like, hmm, weird. They should have won that game, but they squandered it. So again, you then go back to week one, which is the Chargers, 24 to 19. These are all close games. These three games have been close games that the Raiders have kind of been letting go. Again, week one against the Chargers. At the, at the end of the first quarter, 3-3. Solid game. Okay. Then in the second quarter. Chargers score two touchdowns. So they go into the half 17 to 3. The Raiders then come out. They get a touchdown and a field goal in the third quarter. Okay? Starting to get a little close, kind of. Chargers score a touchdown. The Raiders then had two field goals in the in the fourth quarter. Had the opportunity to win the game. They sold it. So that's week one. Okay, so they ended up losing to the Chargers. Again, they lost to the Chargers, a, a game that never really felt, in my opinion anyway, it never felt crazy. It never felt, you know, oh man, it's out of hand. And again, what really sucks about it it was a divisional matchup that week one game. They came out of the gate against a divisional opponent, and they lost. Let's look a little deeper in that week two loss against the Cardinals. Again, they were up. The Raiders were up 20 to nothing going into the half. Going into the half. 
And all of a sudden, they break down. They break down, and then Kyler Murray made every single throw he needed to make. In the second half, the Raiders only had three points. In the entire second half. For context, in the second half, technically speaking, the overtime touchdown was the was the least that Arizona Cardinals scored in that overtime period because they scored. But that is the lowest scoring. Um, that is the lowest scoring quarter they had in the second half. Again, the Raiders had the opportunity to win the game and they sold it. So let's look a little deeper into the final uh, to the final the game they just had against the Titans. The game they just had against the Titans. Again, going into the first, seven to three. End of the first quarter, it was seven to three. Tennessee scores 17 points in the second quarter. The Raiders score seven. Again, Tennessee is scoreless the second half. They are scoreless. The 24 points that they had came from the first quarter. Seven in the, in the first half. Seven in the first quarter. 14, or I'm sorry, 17 in the second quarter. They were scoreless since then. They had opportunities, and the Raiders didn't cash in. That is a bad look for a team that some people genuinely believe had the potential to win the division. They could have won the division in a lot of people's eyes. They made Derrick Henry look kind of normal. But when it mattered most, the Raiders folded, and they folded bad. They folded real bad. It's really a sad situation where you, what what do you what do you do if you're the if you're the Raiders? What do you do? There's there's really nothing you can do. You're kind of you got to roll with what you got. You have no choice but to roll with what you got. And the sad part about it, their next game is against the Broncos, which, again, is another divisional opponent. Now, the Broncos themselves have not been looking good. So if this is the game the Raiders, if the Raiders lose this game, it's going to be insane. Then after the Raiders, they got the Chiefs. So by week five, By week five, three of the first five games are against players, uh, uh, teams in their own division. If you can't beat the Titans, you're screwed. If you can't beat if you can't beat the Broncos in your, in your own division, you're screwed. You really are. It's really sad. I'm not, and again, I'm not sure why. Why they almost seem like they can't finish because. It's a common theme with the Raiders so far these three games. They either get in a hole and they come back and they can't finish it. Like, you know, like against the Titans. 
or they have the lead and then they squander it and can't finish the game. Like you saw with the Titans. I'm sorry, the Cardinals, like you saw with the Cardinals. It's a weird thing going on for them. They need to figure it out. They need to figure it out. If Josh McDaniels goes under 500 this year, not only will he get fired, he should get fired. I've been saying this for a while. I I, I didn't think he was going to be this bad now. I didn't think he was going to be this bad. Let's just get that out the way. I didn't think he was going to be this bad. I did not think the, Char- the Raiders would be 0-3. But there are some people who are coordinators, and then there are some people who are head coaches. Josh McDaniels is a great coordinator, but he's not a head coach material. He's just not. And unfortunately for Raiders fans, we're seeing it right now. But from a bum team to a team that used to be bummy, the Pelicans extended C.J. McCollum by two years, which will keep him in New Orleans until the 2025-26 season. This is after coming, when C.J. McCollum came to New Orleans from, excuse me, from the Portland Trailblazers. This is a kid who, honestly, well, I can't even call him a kid because about 10 years in the league now, like 9, 10 years. But we're looking at a dude who, ever since his third year in the league, hasn't been under 20. He's averaging about 19, uh, 19 for his career. In my opinion, great move. I think I think it's a phenomenal, great, it's a great signing. You're keeping this kid in here. You're keeping CJ McCollum to help be the veteran. Because again, this team took two games off of the Suns. If Zion Williamson is playing, who knows what would have happened? I believe if Zion plays. I believe that the Pelicans beat the Suns. Now, I can't say it as a matter of fact because we don't know. We don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. But, Sage McCollum comes in as a solid scoring option. He could be a great number two scoring option, right? It takes pressure off of Zion and some pressure off of Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is turning into a phenomenal scorer. So now he can do his thing. CJ McCollum can do, can also score and can facilitate the offense when needed to be when, when he needs to. Him and Zion. We have yet to see it, but I believe that will be a disgusting one to imagine the pick and rolls with them. Because now you're screwed because now you got Zion at the four because they got Jonas Valanciunas. So you got Zion at the four. You got him at his natural position. So it's not like, oh, man, this this kid's going to be all mismatched. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. It is going to be a mismatch. No, you're right. It is going to be a mismatch. It is going to be a mismatch. It's going to be a mismatch for Zion, though, in a good way. Because his size and his speed is going to be make a lot of problems for a lot of power forwards in the league. So him and CJ McCollum as a one-two, CJ McCollum, a guy who can rip it from three, has a very respectable mid-range and can drive. 
but also has the facilitating skills where you need to make sure you know where Zion is because you can throw that ball up to the rafters. Zion go grab it and bring it down. So now you got a great one-two in, in those guys. Plus, if, if you're feeling like it, guess what? You can have Zion run the pick and roll. Have him drive. It kind of do like a pick and fade with, with CJ McCollum. Brandon Ingram can also be in there. That pick and roll, make both defenders drop. All of a sudden, he got a clean rip. It, ooh, this team is going to be exciting. This, this New Orleans team is going to be very, very exciting. I think it's a smart, it's smart. It's it is a two-year two-year $64 million extension. And now they're big three, for lack of a better term, which is CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson, and Brendan Ingram. All of them are under contract for the next four years. So now you've got something you can build on. They got something you can build on. McCollum's leadership can now can leak and seep onto the other two youngsters. So when he ends up leaving, he, his impact is still there. In the last seven seasons, 20-plus points per game. And again, like I said, I 110% believe if Zion played, now that you got CJ McCollum and you got Brendan Ingram, danger Russ. They're dangerous. And the West is going to be very, very, very interesting now. Because if you think about it, if if we really if we're gonna look at it, right? Let's go over to the West. So, so these are basically the 10 seeds that made the playoff, the, the playoffs and the play-in. Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, Dallas, Utah, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Pelicans. Uh, Clippers, Spurs, right? The Pelicans were eighth. With a returning Zion, they could potentially, potentially be a top six seed in the West. I don't know how Phoenix is going to look. I don't know. Memphis will still probably be a top six. Golden State, obviously. Dallas, I mean... Spax will just Luca only. I mean, if he ends up having an injury or if he's just, you know, has a bad night, they really don't have anyone really to step up. I mean, last year they had Jalen Brunson, but even then it's like I I he he's he's a co-star, right? Now he's in New York gonna be the number one guy getting paid over a hundred million dollars. Good luck. The Utah Jazz, they blew it up, so they're so they're gonna drop. They're definitely gonna drop. Then he got the Denver Nuggets. I think Jamal um, Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Porter Jr. will come back, and I, I think I think the Denver Nuggets will be better. So you have definitely one, potentially two spots in the top six open. I don't think the Timberwolves are making it. I think that they're still a play-in team. The Pelicans could perhaps slide in there, and perhaps the Clippers because you know you, you still got Kawhi Leonard. You got to respect Kawhi. But this team could potentially be a top six seed in the West. They're gritty. They play defense. And now they got two guys that can score. Zion can score at the paint at will. 
And then you got CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram, who are three-level scorers. Say it one more time. Three-level scorers. What a time to be alive. If, if you are a Pelicans fan, be excited because the future is looking bright. Before I get up out of here, as y'all have been noticing, every episode I do this thing where I disrespect someone, I get vile, I make jokes at someone's expense. And honestly, today it is, it is someone special's turn. It is a person who thought they knew what they were talking about and did it. And they had no idea what they were babbling on. Ladies and gentlemen, the dummy of the day. I'm giving it to myself. Earlier in the off in the NFL offseason, I had a prediction. And I said with a straight face. Every single team in the AFC West was going to make the playoffs. That's what I said. I said every single team will make the playoffs. I shunned, yelled, and ridiculed anyone who did not have faith in the AFC West. I had no problems about Kansas City Chiefs. I was like, they'll be fine. The Chargers I had no problems with. I thought they're going to be fine. My problem right now lies in two teams. The Denver Broncos, who are still 2-1 somehow, despite low-scoring after low-scoring after low-scoring game, and the Las Vegas Raiders, who can't get a win no matter what. I honestly believed each team would finish in the in the, in the West. I'm talking. I'm, I'm being serious now. I thought each team would finish with at least ten wins. At least ten. Now I don't know if the Broncos or the Raiders finish over five hundred. It's crazy. The Broncos are, are are just, they're weird, right? Like, obviously, Nathaniel Hackett is not, um, he's not a good coach. But even Russ, granted, he's not playing like he's trash, but he's not playing to the expectations that everyone holds him to, to the point that they are now playing basically as, you know, they're just, they're weird. They just beat the San Francisco 49ers. Does anyone remember the score? I'll tell you, 11 to 10. 11 to 10. Eleven to 10. I'm, I, uh, 11 to 10. Russell Wilson, seven touchdowns. Or I'm sorry, two touchdowns, one interception. It's insane. They got a good rushing game, though, so that might be able to carry them. And yeah, I already hold my whole soliloquy about the Raiders. 
Rangers are so bad. They only they only use twenty five letters of the alphabet because they don't know what a W is. It's insane right now, in all the NFL, all of the NFL, there are only two teams that don't have a win. Only two. And of those two, there's only one team that has three losses in the NFL so far. The only two winless teams right now currently in all of the NFL is obviously the Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Houston Texans. But wait, there's three weeks. How is it possible that the Texans don't have three losses? That's where because they have a tie. So they are 0-2-1. So in a twist that no one expected, in a twist, the Las Vegas Raiders, and by the way, the tie came against the Colts. It was week one that they ended up tying with the Colts. But the the Las Vegas Raiders... What what a time to be alive. So I'm holding the L. I'm holding the L. I genuinely believed that every team would make the playoffs in the AFC West. And it's buck wild crazy right now. Because it doesn't even look like two of these teams are going to finish over 500. You got to love football, ladies and gentlemen. Follow us on Twitter. At Prideful Takes, if there's anything you want us to talk about, feel free to tag us in it. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes. A little later today, around 8, 30, 9 o'clock, I will be streaming some Call of Duty on this page. So feel free to swing by and chop it up with your boy for a little bit. We are also on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Got a few videos in the works that I'm going to be spitting out there in the upcoming weeks. Visit our website, www.prideftakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we also have original articles as well. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Prideful Takes Podcast, and we can listen to us wherever you are on the go. As always, go to www.fatcode.com, use discount code PRIDEFULTAKES, and get 15% off all your organic skincare needs from soaps, deodorants, chapstick, you name it, men, women, and children. They got something for everyone. Also, check out your boy's TikTok, at PR underscore Pride 22. Anything, anything sports-related that does not make it on the show, it is on my TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate y'all spending some time with me. It has been your boy Pride. I will be back here on Wednesday to talk more shit about your favorite team. Until then, y'all know what to do. Be safe. Knew where that was going. That was a great read. Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. The handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to Shohei Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks.